Hello, you are about to listen to another episode of Beyond Clean, a podcast where we talk about everything that is healthy, positive, and proactive. I am your host, Dave Thompson. Yes, we are in Season 4. We broadcast out of Orlando, Florida. This is where the cleaning industry talks about everything that is healthy, positive, and proactive. We would love to have you on the show, so reach out to me, D. Thompson at academyofcleaning.com or at 888-999-6059. Be sure to listen to our live streaming that we will be doing this year on Podbean. Now, for today's show, let's get started. Good afternoon, everybody out there in podcast land. This is Dave Thompson. I am the director of the Academy of Cleaning Excellence and the host of your live show this afternoon on Podbean Live. If you were with me earlier, this is my second show this afternoon. Uh, We talked a a little bit about COVID-19 earlier. Uh, We had a show with um, Jim Supply. Jim Supply is the host of, well, I should not say the host. They are the uh, power behind the Academy of Cleaning Excellence and this show. They are a distributor of janitorial supplies in Central Florida, where they have been improving lives with cleaning supplies since 1930. And as a result of that, hello, Max, glad you're there. We're going to be talking this afternoon about, well, a number of different things and primarily the use of what's called probiotics in the cleaning industry. You may have heard about it. You may not have. Anyway, I have on the air with me, I believe from California, Graham Marsh. Graham, are you there? I am, Dave. I am. And I am in California. Wonderful. Now, you may understand that he has a little different accent than I do. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little further south than, than, than you, Dave, normally. Normally. Well, you know what? Whenever I saw your phone number come up, Graham, I didn't realize it has a Hawaii uh, uh, um, address to it. Yeah, no, I uh, I was uh, very fortunate to live for eight years on the island of Kauai, and uh, that was my first full-time place of full-time residence here in the United States, and it was my first cell phone, and so as a result, it became... Well, yeah. folks, this is live on the There you are. There you are. Sometimes uh, we live on the air with these phones. They do go out. Go ahead. Where, you, you got your phone in Hawaii. That's correct. I've been living in uh, Japan and Europe for 20 years and uh, moved down to Hawaii to sort of uh, decompress and got my first cell phone there. And this is so I've kept the number. Everybody that I've known has got it. So I've had it for 20 odd years now. I understand that. Max is asking what our subject is this afternoon. Max, uh, um, we're talking with uh, Graham Marsh. He is the director of Z Bioscience. They are a developer and manufacturer of, well, cleaning products, and they use the power of nature through probiotics. So we're going to be talking about, as everyone is talking about this afternoon, Max, uh, and also Graham, how does all of this work? And we're talking COVID-19 these days. So I'm going to shut up and let uh, Graham Marsh take it away. All right, Dave, thank you very much. And yes, this is an extremely 
urgent topic in the minds of many people. Um, this outbreak, uh, not just here in the States, but all over the world, is definitely uh, capturing people's uh, concerns and fears, and uh, uh, they're wondering how best to cope with it. And I, Dave, I'd like to probably start off by sort of explaining the difference of between a biological slash probiotic cleaner or approach and methodology versus that of the conventional chemistry that we've we've sort of grown up with and, and come to understand. The fundamentals of, of cleaning as I came to understand them uh, growing up and more so since I've been engaged with the industry was that you know, there was the only good bug was a dead bug. And <laughs> so we were we were all pretty much engaged with the idea of killing everything. And that that was what cleaning was all about over and above soil removal. And in the last 10 years, in terms of human health, what we've come to understand is that we want to bioengineer the biology within our own gut to make us better. So we want to promote good bacteria and basically have the good bacteria dominate to the point that it overwhelms the unwanted bacteria. And that that's isn't important. That, isn't that what happens in our bodies, though? Yeah, well, that's what I'm talking about. In our human health, that's what we are trying, we started to understand over the last 10 years. And, and that's called the biome of, or microbiome of the human gut. And when you actually think about that, that's really quite important because humans live 90% of their time in indoor environments. And if we're doing everything we can to promote good bacteria at the expense of bad bacteria inside ourselves, shouldn't we be doing that in terms of our indoor environments? And then over the last five years or so, there's been a growing body of science on the microbiome or the biological ecosystem of the indoor environment. And they've started to say, we want to do the same thing on the insides of our buildings as what we're doing in terms of the inside of our bodies, promote good bacteria at the expense of bad. And this is a very different philosophical and approach, a different mindset to the, the only good bug is a dead bug. And so that's where the probiotic cleaners sort of come in. They're, they're designed not so much to kill, but to bioengineer the surfaces that we engage with every day uh, in our indoor environments, our homes, our work, the, cut, the transportation that we use to get to and from work, be it public transport or our own car, it's all the same thing. Every one of those indoor environments has its own biological ecosystem or microbiome of the built environment. Yeah, well, and, it's just it, it's just like every every person's body is different, and so that's my. So, so what you're saying is my biome is what I have, and it's not like yours. That is correct, but at the same time, there are some certain commonalities. Like our all, just about everybody's body doesn't like E. coli or Salmonella. Right. Um, we don't do very well with MRSA. And it's the same thing with the indoor environments. 
how can we in actual fact find the most common unifying uh, biological ecosystem that is supportive of our health? And so probiotics actually in the cleaning equation play a very important role in this because we're... So, so for our listeners that are just joining us and, and coming on, can, could you explain a little bit, you say probiotics several times, could we explain what probiotics are before we go any further? Yes. Probiotics are beneficial bacteria that are very efficient at producing uh, biosurfactants. And biosurfactants are nature's little cleaning agent. Um, biosurfactants were used, for instance, to break down the Mexico, um, Gulf of Mexico oil spill. And they basically, the way that the uh, probiotic will work is it will basically consume a contaminant or the, a surface soil, for instance, and as it does, it will simultaneously excrete a biosurfactant. And that biosurfactant in that microscopic space breaks down the immediate uh, surface contaminant and in doing so, releasing additional proteins now uh, that the probiotics can eat. Pathogen bacteria, or pathogens generally, they tend to create a biofilm that basically helps them stay attached and helps them to colonize to the point where they get to such sufficient size that through their internal communication mechanisms, they can basically start to say, hey, there's enough of us now, so we can in actual fact start to act collectively, and that's when they become very harmful to, uh, to you know, humans and animals. And so they create this biofilm that protects them and helps them attach to a surface. Uh, probiotics basically create biosurfactants that basically help break down surface contaminants. Okay, so what we're doing is we're using, basically, if I can paraphrase for all of us, hey, 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 did everybody know that you were going to be enjoying a science class this afternoon, by the way? I mean, I mean usually we talk above here, but this is getting real specific. So we're, we're talking about using, well, nature to fight nature? That is correct. Fire to fight fire, a biological solution to a biological problem instead of a chemical solution to a biological problem. Okay. And so let me, let me so the, the idea is here, here's what will happen is that probiotics, when you add them to the cleaner, so basically a probiotic cleaner should be comprised of a pH-neutral safe delivery surfactant, which has a capacity for what I would call heavy-duty surface soil removal just like any cleaning agent, and it leaves behind the probiotics on the surface that then continue to work and keep on performing and as long as there's an available food source for them to consume. And so once you've done, say, for instance, a spray and wipe with your probiotic cleaner on a surface, uh, using preferably a microfiber cloth, what you're leaving behind is an abundance of safe, beneficial probiotics. And they should all, the probiotics that are used in probiotic cleaners, they should all be basically able to state that they're listed on the US FDA, generally regarded as safe schedule. 
because um, that assures you they don't require cautionary statements. They've been pre-examined and that they're safe to put down. And those probiotics will just keep on working for days as long as there's an available food source. They'll move across the surface in search of a food source, um, which is a capacity that chemistry doesn't have. Um, chemistry basically tends to cease functioning once it's basically dried up. It only works in the areas it's directly applied to, and it doesn't provide any ongoing sort of residual action or protection. And it's the protection that's actually quite important about this. Because just as a wound can take a while to heal, but it keeps on working, uh, nature keeps on working as you get better and better, so the probiotics keep working on that surface and they will continue to function. They'll move across the surface in search of that food source and in that process they continue to clean. So it's like an army of microscopic cleaners that have been put down on the surface that will keep working well and truly after you're finished. So this sounds a lot like an enzyme-type product. Uh, how different is probiotics than enzymes? They're, uh, quite different. Um, enzymes are a component of the biosurfactants that the probiotics produce, but they're not the entire biosurfactant. Enzymes, people confuse enzymes. People think that enzymes are a live um, biology. You hear people say, oh, the enzymes are going to eat it away. Well, as my kids were so keen to tell me, as they were growing up, Dad, go and Google it. So Googling enzymes, you'll see that enzymes are not a live living biology. They are a chemical. They tend to almost be uh, always be a uh, amino acid chain, and they only function when they're wet. So they're a catalyst. They help accelerate the action of the other chemistry that they're blended with. Probiotics are alive bacteria that will continue to work on the surface, whether it's wet or dry. And they so, if, if, so, so, Graham, I'm sorry. I always thought that a bacteria had to have moisture and food source, but you say it can live and continue even if it's dry? Yes, absolutely. And one of the big things, Dave, is really interesting is that um, we, we refer to biofilm, and, and most people think of biofilm as sort of a slimy, wet substance. But in actual fact, the vast majority of biofilm, which is on virtually every surface that we have in our indoor environment, is known as dry surface biofilm. And it's invisible. You can't see it. You can't really feel it. But it's there. And... To give you a bit of an idea about what biofilm is. So when a pathogen bacteria arrives on a surface, the first thing it wants to do is attach. And what it does is it then excretes this sort of, they call it an extracellular polymeric substance. It's really a polysaccharide, <laughs> a sugar-type substance. But I want people to think about it as like a form of saran wrap that they pull okay. over their heads, right, and it protects them. And then more and more bacteria, as they build up at this ultra-microscopic level, they end up landing and they form, they attach to that first layer of uh, saran wrap and they then create their own saran wrap. And you get these layers that go on and on until such time as they're unstable and they slough off and they create another colony further down or nearby. But it's this multiple layer of saran wrap. 
So when you're cleaning, right, with the chemistry and, and your physics, what you're doing is you're killing all the bugs on the very top layer of saran wrap, but it's not necessarily permeating into the saran wrap or breaking that saran wrap down. So the thing about it is that the dead bugs that you get from chemical cleaning on those upper layers of saran wrap end up becoming a protein that all the bugs in the lower layers can actually ultimately access, and it becomes a food source to continue to allow them to eat and continue okay, so to way, reproduce. So what you're saying is now the dead bugs become food for the live bugs, and they just keep feeding and make more layers of live bacteria that could or could not be bad for me. That is correct. So when we basically put the probiotics down, to come back to your earlier analogy there, we're using good bacteria to fight bad bacteria. The probiotics arrive and they excrete that biosurfactant and it breaks down the saran wrap, that polysaccharide substance, turning it into a food source that they eat. And there are so many of the probiotics that we're putting on the surface that it actually uses a, co a concept known as competitive exclusion. And basically that's where if you've got more of one species, probiotics, and then you have of the other species on the surface, pathogens, the probiotics will ultimately dominate. They will basically overwhelm the surface, denying the pathogens access to the food source, and the pathogens ultimately starve. And at the same time, the probiotics keep eating and dismantling that saran wrap type coating and bringing it down because that's something they can turn into a food source. And off they keep going. And, they, it just, and they'll move across the, foods, the, the surface as they do that. So as long as there's a food source, the probiotics keep on going. Now, okay. go so, ahead, so now I know how the probiotics work. What are probiotics that you're talking about made of, Graham? They're all um, proprietary blends in, the, the, in our company. They're all proprietary blends of probiotics that are all found on the U.S. FDA, generally regarded as safe schedule. So every one of the probiotics in our uh, formulations, for instance, are on that U.S. FDA schedule. And what that means is they don't require a cautionary statement. Many of them are used in things like food packaging and food processing. Um, you know, they're totally safe. Okay, so I'm usually thinking of a probiotic that I think of is uh, like yogurt, cottage cheese. These have probiotics, and so you're saying these probiotics that you're using would be used in that type of, of things? There'd be that, that most of our probiotics are uh, what you would call non-lactobacillus um, probiotics. Uh, they tend to be more vegetative and soil. Um, but the point about it is that they are uh, all on that uh, US uh, FDA generally regarded as safe schedule and uh, therefore you know suitable for, for using. If you have a lot of probiotics that are lactobacillus, you tend, they tend to require the need for a food source in the substance when they're being held in a uh, stabilised state before becoming active on a surface. And they have a, a greater volatility to temperature range and they have a, a shorter shelf life. Um, 
So, yeah, we've avoided uh, the vast majority of those. So if it's on the FDA list, that means these can be or used around food processing. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Okay. So that's what I wanted the audience to understand as we go through this, Graham, is that you're talking about extremely safe uses of these products. So when we're talking about using them on the surfaces in our indoor environments, that's how safe these things are. That is correct. They're, they're totally designed to be used in the presence of people, children, animals. Um, our products are used consistently in um, educational facilities, in uh, veterinary clinics and hospitals, in human hospitals, in livestock operations, um, because they are totally suitable to be used and safe to be used in the presence of all those living uh, people and beings. Okay. I just got through talking in, uh, for about 45 minutes on a podcast, and one of the things that we talked about was after the cleaning, after the processes that people want to do, they could use these afterwards. But are you saying uh, that I might have been wrong there? They could have been used in the actual cleaning process as well as? Yes. And Dave, you, that's a really good point. I appreciate you bringing that up. Uh, look, the, the thing about it is the CDC and most uh, disinfectant manufacturers uh, all state that the surface needs to, and the, the term that the CDC uses is surfaces must be meticulously cleaned before the application of a disinfectant. And then a sort of an outbreak like the coronavirus, COVID-19 that we're in at the moment, the mindset is definitely let's go and, and, and disinfect. So if you are going to disinfect, you've got to do that two-step process. Uh, you and I have discussed this on and off over the years. The, the point is you, the better you clean in step one, the more effective your disinfectant is going to be. Well, and we're talking and so, cleaning, folks, if, you, if you're listening to this, is that cleaning is the removal of whatever's there. And you're talking about microscopic levels. So that's not just what we can see. It's pre-cleaning it so that everything else we can do is going to have an effect, correct? That is correct. Because the CDC points out very well that chemical disinfectants are a reactive agent. So if there's soil, if there's biofilm, if there's other surface contaminants, what will happen is that the disinfectant will react immediately on contact with those. And by the time it gets around to the lower layers and trying to deal with the actual pathogens, as the CDC notes, it's somewhat spent. Its strength is somewhat reduced. Its efficacy is somewhat reduced. And what's really interesting is that the CDC also notes that in addition to cleaning before applying the disinfectant, they acknowledge that disinfectants don't really dismantle biofilm. I mean, Dave, one of the things you and I have talked about is over the years is that the, the, the sort of mantra almost of some of the cleaning industry from some of the people that I've learned from is that cleaners make lousy disinfectants, disinfectants make lousy cleaners, and disinfectant cleaners tend to do a lousy job of both. And <laughs> now, folks, if you didn't hear that, that, that was worth the recording because I'm glad we're recording it because, you know, this has my, been my point, Graham, for years 
is, you know, we can come up with product labels and so things do it. But, you know, it's, it's like whenever the people get it in their hands and they start doing it, you know, disinfectant cleaner and they just think they can spray it, wipe it and be done. And what you're talking about, this is and, and I think this begs the conversation that we're having this afternoon, because when you're talking COVID-19 and an outbreak like we've got where schools are closed down and basically society is getting ready to come to a screeching halt. We've got to do our job right. We can't just we can't just spray white. No, exactly. And so, because of that action that I described with the probiotics continuing to clean and the way they'll break down surface contaminants, a probiotic cleaner is probably going to be the best means of getting that surface to the cleanest possible state for the disinfectant to when you apply it to be the most effective. And, and and sometimes you can clean that surface before you disinfect. And if you're in a large area, you could start at one end of the large table or all the desks or whatever your environment is. And, you know, you clean and then you basically finish at one end, start at one end, finish at the other, and then you'll go back and look to do your disinfection. And you could be 10 minutes, half an hour, depending on what your environment is. It, it differs with every place and every day. But the probiotics are going to keep on cleaning no matter how long it is between you starting to clean at point A and finishing to go back and then disinfect at point A again um, because that means they're going to make that surface cleaner. So that's why I think probiotic cleaners do the best cleaning of surfaces ahead of disinfection. And they're going to therefore make the disinfectant the most effective it possibly can be. Okay, and of so course, yeah. you're, you're, you're saying rather than using a neutral cleaner that I've been talking about, best practice might be according to what you have would be to use the probiotic cleaner to clean it before I use the disinfectant? Yes, absolutely. Because I think what, David, where we're getting to is, is really we talk about a two-step process, clean and disinfect. But I think there's an all-important all third crucial step, which is, and I'll come to that in just a second, because once you've actually applied your disinfectant, and hopefully you've applied it properly, going back to what you said, I said spray and wipe with the disinfectant cleanup. I see people spray and wipe with the disinfectants. They don't necessarily look at the, the, the mandated dwell time, nor the fact that the disinfectant needs to be maintained in a wet state for the duration of that dwell time. Oh, so, yeah, we all, we all have conversations about those. <laughs> so assuming now that you've cleaned with the probiotic cleaner, You've now done your disinfection according to label instructions. You are now left with a very clean, very well disinfected surface. But where do you go from there? There's no, once disinfectant's dried out, it's got minimal, if any, residual protection or action activity on the surface. It's, it's sort of, it's done, it's spent. It's a bit like when you run out of gas in your car tank, I mean, you run out of gas. <laughs> You know, as as you were talking about this, Graham, I was thinking of, you know, back to my track days, back what, which folks, I got to tell you, been many years ago, but I still remember them. You know, you come to the end of that mile run and there's just about no juice left. I'm tired by this point. My disinfectant's spent. It can't do anymore. I've tired everything out. 
what I tell people to do now, correct me if you feel right. differently, Graham, but I say the last thing I want to do is rinse because I want to take and remove any chemistry, anything that's left there off the surface. And I equate this to what our dishwasher does, what our laundry machine does, what we even do with our, our dishes when we wash them in the sink. We always rinse later. Uh, am I in the right area? Well, you're in the right area, but here's and in and, and, and a slightly different way because, Dave, where I'm really at is once you've disinfect, cleaned and disinfected properly, that surface is now largely vulnerable because let's remember, the disinfectants are going to kill the probiotics just like they're going to kill the bad bacteria that you don't want, right? All sure. Yeah, that's their job. They only have one job, kill. Yeah, they're totally nonspecific. So now you've actually got something rather unique in nature. You have a biological void a vacuum where you don't have really any or many or enough good or bad bacteria. They're all being killed. You've done your job properly. So now that so if I so if I so what you're saying is if I've done my job right, Graham, uh, there's no living matter on that surface. So that's how come I can take an ATP meter and get you know one or two on my count if I've done my job right because there's no living organic material on the surface. That is correct. Now okay. That surface, however, is now totally, it's like the Wild West back in the old days. I mean, wagons <laughs> head west. You can now, it's open for occupation, you know. And, I like the Wild West. I like that one, Graham. <laughs> <laughs> Since you're out there in the West, I'm on the East Coast. I said, okay, all right, I'll get you. I'll get you. All right. So all of a sudden now, all the free-floating bacteria that are around that are looking and start to, they start to basically recolonize the surface. Now, the question comes down to is that the pathogens are likely to end up dominating because they tend to replicate a little faster and they end up basically having that means of attaching, whereas, so they'll end up quickly repopulating and rehabitating and colonizing that surface that you've just spent all of this time, money, in terms of product and, 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 and re personnel resources to get rid of everything. But within an hour or so, that, that starts to rapidly repopulate with bacteria, generally unwanted pathogens. So there's a need for protection. We've cleaned, we've disinfected, now we need to protect. And you need to protect, one of the ways you can protect is by basically misting all the surfaces after they've been disinfected with probiotic bacteria. And they will then dominate that surface. And as long as the probiotics are in a dominant position on the surface, they make that surface hostile and inhospitable to unwanted pathogens basically establishing themselves on that surface. It's not like a sort of a mechanical sort of a microban Aegis type sort of coating right, where once you get a bit of microscopic soil on it, you know, it's sort of as a barrier. This is a biological barrier of beneficial bacteria that keep on keeping that surface clean and they, through their own presence, prevent the um, pathogens re-establishing. So I mean, I had... So what you're explaining here, Graham, if I can paraphrase for our audience, is that if I have done my job appropriately, done my ATP count, got it into the single digits, I can then spray on the probiotic and it will continue to work for me and keep bad bacteria from 
setting up housekeeping, that, is that would be for how long? Well, generally speaking, we tend to say, you know, three days. But look, on a surface where there's day-to-day -day interaction, there's a constant, you know, height, uh, desks, flush handles, toilet faucets, push plates on doors. There's a constant barrage and attack of external soils and that. And so eventually, you know, we say three days, the probiotics will keep on eating as long as there's basically a food source, but they may need to be replenished. They may need reinforcements. So if you consistently clean your environment with a probiotic cleaner, then as and when you might need to disinfect, it'll be better. But then you can basically then continue to clean over after the disinfectants dried out and you reestablish that probiotic bacteria colony and therefore provide a protective barrier against the pathogens. So but if I came but if I came in and cleaned and disinfected with typical products that we have, mm -hmm. then I have to start all over again. Yes. Okay. I just but want everybody to understand what we're talking about here. Yes. Well, Dave, here's one of the ways that we, we look at it. Normal, I mean, the probiotic cleaners are just a straight substitute for chemical cleaners. In other words, we're not looking for any changes in protocol. Same spray and bottle type of approach, same wet mop, same auto scrubber type approaches, you know, for hard floors and surfaces. So you use microfiber in the same way. You're just substituting a chemistry for the probiotic in terms of your spray and wipe uh, and floor and mop uh, operations. But Here's what's interesting. There's two ways of actually applying the probiotics. And one of the ways is that after you've, you've got your normal sort of surfact, uh, EPA safer choice delivery surfactant with the FDA uh, uh, GRAS scheduled probiotics as your normal spray and wipe. If you've got to disinfect, then effectively that'll kill everything and you've got to repopulate. But you can repopulate very easily by fogging using a ULV fogger or, if you're so inclined, uh, an electrostatic sprayer. But I think the ULV fogger is more efficient time-wise and product-wise. You can fog a mist of a virtually a very low surfactant level probiotic, just enough surfactant to make it wet through the nozzle. So you're putting a large aqueous volume of probiotic bacteria over surfaces very quickly. I mean, I've seen them do it in a locker room of a high school um, football team. Uh, they had 30 lockers there. And using a ULV fogger, they were able to do the entire area and the uh, all 30 of the lockers in under 60 seconds. The odors were gone. Um, everything was just just fine. I mean, everyone noticed immediately that it was, it was great. And when they came back and they tested with ATP, they were able to actually ascertain the next morning that, yeah, this was cleaner than they'd ever been able to get it with uh, uh, a chemical cleaner. Well, you, you went to the odors, which is what I was thinking along as you were talking about this, because, you know, we've got to be able to eliminate the odors that linger from other chemistry. So uh, I'm thinking here, and you said locker room, I'm thinking restrooms because grout you know like in a locker area you know showers and, and restrooms you know grout is our biggest issue when it comes to floors and our chemistry that we're using is topographical at best if we use it correctly uh, probiotics going to work differently with grout or not they, they can 
Uh, look, I, I think with grout, a lot of people look at it and they go, oh, that grout looks a little dirty, particularly if it's a white sort of grout or no, a light-coloured one. And, and their first thing is let's get some bleach and just, you know, brighten it up. Mm. Oh, gosh. Now, yeah, but we've seen it. Now, yeah. the thing about it is grout tends to be, assuming that the floor isn't sealed, all right, the right. grout tends to be porous. And so oh, absolutely. you've now got bacteria that are basically buried themselves, pathogen bacteria that have helped with the discoloration and also a source of generating odour in that grout. The probiotics will basically, A, will go into the same pathways this is a very important point. The so, in other words, you're saying, saying the same pathway that the the urine, the the the, the fecal matter, the the bio, the the pathogens that went in, the probiotics is going to follow the same path and going to eat along the same way. That is correct, because the same mechanisms by which unwanted pathogens move throughout any indoor environment, they can also move beneficial probiotic bacteria. I mean, it's just like a freeway. There are good drivers and there are bad drivers, right? <laughs> and so, That's a good one. Well, I tell you what, you guys over there in California and your freeways in the in the West is one. I tell you, I love your analogies tonight or today, Graham. <laughs> yeah, okay. Know. So what we're doing is we're dominating that freeway of pathogen or, or bacteria transference in an indoor environment with good drivers with with beneficial probiotics that there basically leave no room for the unwanted bad drivers now when you go back to your that example of the grout the probiotics are going to get into the grout the same way the unwanted pathogens were but in terms of getting it back to a light color or clear color or what you're looking at it's going to take a while because this is a biological process that is lasting and ongoing and it's not necessarily instantaneous in something like that. But as long as that food source is down there, and if you keep cleaning those floors with a probiotic cleaner, the probiotic cleaners end up basically getting right through the floor uh, into the grout, and they'll start cleaning it out, and they'll starve the pathogens, overwhelm them, and effectively you'll see in a matter of a couple of weeks the grout has changed colour. I mean, the best example, if I can give this, there was a, um, a military base out here in California uh, where the servicemen and women are renowned for some of the unusual and rather extraordinary tasks and, uh, that they take on. And they are in some of the world's worst places you can ever imagine. And they were using our product there in the, uh, the barracks. And uh, one of the custodians there was saying to me, he said, what do you think the biggest challenge is for people who serve in our military in some of these, uh, uh, you know, really hell zones of the world. And I said, I don't know, bullets and IEDs. And he said, no, no, <laughs> they're occupational hazards. He said, the biggest health hazard, he said, foot fungus. He said, because they never take their boots off. You can't run away from the enemy when you've got your boots on. And the temperatures tend to be pretty nasty in some of these places. Mm. He said, they come in back from their tours or, or whatever they've been had sent out to do. And he said, I can tell you, Graham, he said, I've been here for six years. He said, the place stinks. He said, their socks stink, their feet stink, and it's everything. <laughs> now he said, I'm going to tell you something. He said, after being here for six years, I can tell you now, within two months of our using the probiotic cleaners and doing all the restrooms, he said, their foot fungus started to basically heal way faster because 
the probiotics were left on the, the floors of the shower rooms and the bathrooms and um, on, the, on the hard floors and, and the uh, dormitories and the barracks. And they're walking around barefoot because they're home. They don't have to run away from anything here. Mm-hmm. And he said, next thing you know, he said, first of all, we noticed that the odours just disappeared. But he said, they noticed, the service people, that their foot fungus was basically like, wow, what's going on? I'm, I'm, I'm not having to, this, this is getting better all on its own. And well, that's that you, you said, Yeah, you were saying, and, and this is my point that I've always said, and so you're, you're validating something I've always said, is that whenever we clean a surface, most people don't rinse. So therefore we're leaving chemistry on the surface. So what you've just told me is that by leaving the probiotics on the surface, that transferred to where the bad bacteria and viruses were, and then that started taking over. So there's that transference from a surface of a film, in this case, a healthy film. Yes. And here's an example that one of our distributors told us, um, and I thought this was brilliant. I mean, this woman is a marketing genius. I really could wish I could bottle her mind. But she was doing a demonstration for a group of people, and, and they went into the conference room at this big corporate entity, and they cleaned the conference table with the probiotic cleaner. And then when all the people came in for the meeting, she got them all to put their cell phones on a silver tray that they had there, little up marketplace this was, and they took ATP meter readings of the back of their cell phones, of half a dozen of cell phones. And then they took those cell phones, the back that they tested, and put the back on the clean surface of the conference table. And they were in there for two hours. And when they finished, they took ATP levels on the back of those phones again. And what was really interesting was that the ATP levels on average from just having on the back of the phones, from just actually being stationary on that probiotic cleaned uh, conference table had dropped on average 33 to 40%. Wow. And, and, and that, that is, I, I, you know, I've been doing this for a lot of times, but you've just given, given me a whole lot of ammunition for some things that I've always talked about. Graham, we've been on here for 45 minutes. Um, we need to kind of, uh, you know, wrap our thing up here. I appreciate all of this conversation. Folks, we are powered by Gym Supply. They are a distributor of janitorial products in Central Florida. They've been improving lives with cleaning supplies since 1930. We are happy to be uh, powered by them. They give us this ability to have these lengthy conversations about things that are very important. With COVID-19 being the thing that's shutting down society right now, folks, whenever you're doing your deep cleaning, think along the lines of what Graham's been talking about. These products that you're talking about are safe. They're chemical, they're, they're, they're scent free. Uh, we, we don't have problems with sensitivity. Um, what is the biggest challenge for people in the cleaning industry when it comes to using probiotics, Graham? Uh, a change in mindset that, in actual fact, good using biology to solve a biological problem instead of trying to kill everything. So, that so is the, the thing is, is we've been killing things for so long, we just can't do anything but that, huh? That is, that's the unfortunately it. Number of people who turn around and go. 
Well, what, what, I mean, you go to a hospital, the first thing an infection control person says, what's your kill rate? Well, we don't actually kill anything. We bioengineer the surface and gentrify the neighbourhood and it's all good bacteria by the time we're finished and that'll help your patients rather than threaten them. And it's a mindset that you can start to see their heads spinning. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that sounds like an owl with his head going 360. Yeah, <laughs> it is. But it's the thing about it is, uh, look, we had one custodian at a school district. He was totally against it, absolutely. After two years of using the product in that school district when they had their annual get-together, the guy stood up and said, okay, everybody here knows, and they, there are 17 schools in that district. He said, everybody knows I was against this, but he said, I'm going to tell you something. Since I'm, we've used this product, I've not had a day sick, I've not had a teacher sick, and our absentee levels are down, and I have to tell you, I was wrong, and I like this. And he said, I don't want to use anything else. And it was really an interesting turnaround. But it, he was dead set against, you've got to kill everything. You've got to basically, it's got to smell like bleach. It's got to smell like a quat by the time I'm finished with it all. And now he's completely turned around. So most of the clients that are listening to our podcast um, are going to be in the educational market. Mm -hmm. uh, there's many schools right now, Graham, across the nation that are, if they're not closed, they are being closed. And we could be looking at two to four weeks of closed. Um, how would they go about, I, I'm sure that uh, getting probiotics is one thing. All probiotics are not created equal, I'm sure. No, they're not. It's, it's uh, yeah. And, and all because it's, but we've managed to match the specific probiotics to the uh, safer choice, uh, EPA safer choice delivery surfactants that we've made so that in actual fact they will deal with specific surfaces properly in, in a way that's different. So, yeah, you, you've got to blend your probiotics sufficiently for the task at hand to match the delivery surfactant. So, yeah, they're not all equal, that's for sure. So we're talking about uh, COVID-19 right now. I just need to make sure I'm using uh, a probiotic that, that fights the right thing. And I'm sure that uh, Z Biosciences has those probiotics for us, right? We do. In fact, actually, we're currently deployed into around about 55 school districts in Southern California alone in, as a preparation cleaning uh, before use of disinfectant. Um, and then they uh, fog with another product using a ULV fogger once the disinfectant's dried out to make sure that the environment is protected uh, biologically. So where can our audience uh, this afternoon or uh, with this uh, recorded uh, message this afternoon, where can they get information? How can they get in touch with you? Uh, give them some resources here, uh, Graham. Okay, certainly. Uh, if you go to our website, www.zbioscience.com, and there's a tab there called uh, uh, Product Purchase or uh, and, and Contact. Both of those will take you to the same page. You can leave uh, what you're interested in with your name and your phone number and or email address, and then we'll basically uh, get in touch with you, find out what your needs are, and put you in touch with a, uh, a, a nearby distributor. Now, make sure that you put on that information that you heard it right here on Podbean Live with uh, uh, the Academy of Cleaning Excellence and Beyond Clean with ACE. We thank you uh, for being on the line with us. Uh, an email address, Graham? Uh, my email address is gm 
A-R-S-H-G-Marsh at zbioscience.com. Graham, any uh, parting thought that you'd like to give out here before we close our session up? Other than, uh, once again, Dave, always, whenever I have the opportunity to spend time uh, with you and talk cleaning uh, and the industry and what's around, it's I always learn something and I'm always appreciative of the opportunity to have your time. I hope uh, your listeners actually uh, appreciate the amount of uh, enormous amount of expertise and experience that you bring. I always find your podcast useful and, and uh, the opportunity. So I really just want to finish up by saying thank you for this opportunity. Graham, likewise here. Uh, it's uh, a pleasure to have you on. We always uh, learn from each other. There are several people that have come on this year. Uh, the Academy of Cleaning Excellence is looking to a number of different experts in the field to bring more, uh, well, I should say just a, a breadth of knowledge and information as we do this year. Folks, we appreciate whatever time that you've allowed to join us this afternoon for the people that have come on and off and listened as we did our podcast this afternoon. We do these podcasts whenever somebody has something to say in the cleaning industry you know the idea here, if it's healthy, positive, or proactive, we want to talk about it. And I think Graham hit all of those things today, this afternoon. Graham, thank you very much for your time. No, thank you, uh, Dave. And thanks to all your listeners and people who tuned in. Very much appreciate the opportunity to speak with you. You be well and be safe out there. Please like and share any of our podcasts. Uh, you can always get our professional development education through our online campus. This time of the year with what is going on, remote learning is uh, extremely important. And we have live classes that we conduct through web conferencing. All you need on your end is a webcam and a computer. And we can hook you up to one of our live uh, virtual classes. So please take a look at it. It is at theacademyofcleaning.com. Please like and share everything that we have out there. And by all means, folks, whatever you do when you leave this, make sure that it is healthy, positive, and proactive. And until I believe it's Thursday, I've got another podcast with another individual. We're out of here for today. <laughs>